What's up, ladies and gents? We are back again for episode seven of No More Bananas. I'm sat here again with Jeroen Kleinbrink, author of No More Bananas, How to Keep Your Cool in the Collective Madness. And we are on to step six now. So if you've been following our series thus far, thank you very much for staying tuned. We are getting towards the end, the business end of the banana journey. And soon enough, you will be completely rid of your bananas. And this chapter is all about detoxing yourself. And would you care to explain what that means, you know? Sure. Let me let me first correct you. I think there is no real end to this journey, as I oh, explained at the very I beginning. <laughs> That's the sad message again it's to start with. It's a lifelong with. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's a never-ending <laughs> journey. But, but nevertheless. So the idea is that so far, um, in, in the first couple of steps, step one and two, you have cancelled out all the noise. So step one, calming down. Step two, let go. So that creates room. Mm-hmm. In the next couple of steps, so steps three, four, and five, um, you started to to work on yourself. So it's taking responsibility. It's um, dethroning yourself and building character. And now you start moving into the area of... of um, practical application. Practical application, but, but also sort of getting organized, um, reconstructing yourself. That, that's the idea. And then at the end you're able to to take in new information mm. uh, and start reconnecting back to the world. So in step six is detoxing, detoxing yourself. It means getting rid of all the um, habits, aspirations, ideas, beliefs that you have from the past or took from others, because those create bananas too. You can imagine that if you um, you, you have certain beliefs that maybe were true when you were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And now that you're 30, 40, 50 years old, those beliefs don't longer hold, but you forgot to replace them. The same for aspirations, the same for habits, uh, the same for the things you might be saying. Um, so that's why in this step, we do a, we do a great cleanup of all those things. Mm. I know it's the first uh, sub subheading you have is challenge your beliefs which yes. is all about questioning things and assessing what you believe and why. And I like the bit in this where you were talking about how challenging your beliefs is also about the things that, that you were, that were true for you in the past, but mm-hmm. not anymore mm-hmm. because things have changed. I think this can be difficult for a lot of people because we tend to attach so much of our identity to our beliefs mm-hmm. and believe that, <clears throat> you know, I am myself or, you know, I'm this person. Because I believe in this, I believe mm-hmm. in that. I have very strong opinions about these things, mm-hmm. and that's what differentiates me from other people who I might judge for not believing these things. You know, I I judge people because, uh, you know, they're, you know, on on terms of how they treat people, on terms of lots of things, and you tend to believe that if they also don't subscribe to that, mm-hmm. then they are lesser than you. Yes, yeah, so. But that might be something you have believed in the past uh, and you change. I change. Uh, so some beliefs might be very strong and they you might carry them throughout your life. But there might be beliefs that were true in the past and that are not true anymore. And what I refer to here are specifically beliefs about yourself. So ideas about how you think you are or what you think you are. So the example I give in the... Um, you talk about the, the made-up beliefs. The made-up beliefs. But what, how can... Because when I read that, I thought, well, isn't everything made up? Isn't every part of ourselves constructed? How do we differentiate sure. between the made-up ones and the genuine sure, ones? Sure, sure. And that's a gray area. 
Um, because, of course, they're all beliefs and you never know whether they are really true. And as you maybe remember from, from an earlier chapter, the whole quest for finding your, your true self um, stops soul searching. And that, that's, that's something that I would uh, not, not advise you to do. So the point is not in, in really sort of trying to find out your true beliefs. It's also why I explicitly mentioned in this, in this step is don't look for the true beliefs, but, but look at those that are sort of suspicious. And those are, for instance, the ones that you have very long because they might have been true in the past. So maybe you were afraid of mice when you were five years old, but when you really think about it, you're not anymore. Um, maybe... Uh, so that, that's the, the, the beliefs that you have for a very long time. And also look at the beliefs that the people around you have, because we we tend to mimic and copy those as well. Um, some of them you might be fully convinced of and they fit you, but some of them might not. Mm. Uh, and, and so because you, you grew up in a particular culture, having particular friends and family, and those might have beliefs that you adopted, um, but they might not be yours. So I think those are sort of, two likely candidates for uh, being false today. So the, the beliefs that you carry with you for a very long time and the beliefs that are similar to the people around you. Yeah. And what I invite you to do here is just have a look at them and reflect on them and, and see whether they still hold. And that might there might be few of them that, that just don't hold. And if you keep yourself, um, if, if you keep yourself believing in those beliefs, that's another source of bananas. Mm. I think the key word here that I got was deconstruct. And that when you, you start to look at yourself and everything that you hold to be true, have a look at your past and have a look at your parents mm -hmm. and your education and everyone who's been surrounding you for the last few years yeah. and start to look at who they are and why they might be like who they are. And then you can start to unpack everything a bit and realize, okay, I might have all these insecurities and negative things about myself or positive things about yourself purely mm -hmm. just because of your background. Mm -hmm. And when you start to realize that more and more and more, you realize that none of these things are actually so concrete as we like to think they are or as we need them to be to function in an easy way. But actually, they're just, they're so fluid, these things, and they're changing every day and we don't exist as we established in the last one. You don't exist in the way that you think you do. So in the same way, your beliefs do not exist in the same way that you think. No, they and, they, and they might, as I mentioned, they might change. They might have changed as you might have changed. Yeah. So I think this this is, a, is is about making sure that the mental image you have of yourself fits your actual self. Mm. And that's under development all the time. So while you develop, also correct the way you think about yourself. A very good tip I can give for this is uh, to read things that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. That's something that I think is... Very important because especially nowadays when we get most of our information from social media, which is kind of force fed to us mm -hmm. in an echo chamber of, okay, you're going to receive more content that we think you're going to yeah. like because other people who followed this followed this. And it's just, you can get into a bit of a bubble, especially with friend groups as well. So go ahead and try and read things that you know explicitly you don't like and that you, from the yeah. outset, like I've been writing this essay recently about um, the Balkan Wars, Milosevic and Serbia. Mm -hmm. And the prevailing opinion is completely that, you know, he was guilty and Serbia were the aggressors. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching this entire film. I think it was, it's a Dutch film, a Dutch documentary mm -hmm. about how 
everything we know about the trial is wrong and how it was a you know horrible thing that he was tried in the hague and it was a corruption of international justice blah 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 and i was watching it like well no this is i don't think this is true but i like being exposed to that mm-hmm. and it tests my own beliefs and makes me yeah. look at the other side of the argument that that's way. very important because it makes you aware that they are beliefs yeah. and that's the hard part here of course is is realizing that whatever you think is a belief uh, because many of them you might just not pay attention to at all because you just have internalized them yeah so that's that's the the first uh, the first remedy here in uh, in this exactly. sixth step and on to the next one which is uh rethinking your aspirations and this is something that i've been kind of struggling with recently there was a, a line here which very much connected to me which was your goal is no longer to get drunk at the weekends or to spend as much time as possible hanging out with your friends and i think that's something that a lot of young people especially they get you go through a lot of transition periods throughout mm-hmm. university and then going into professional life and i think a big one of those is is if you're somebody who started out and kind of reveled in the social side of university and the freedom of it mm-hmm. and maybe neglected the the more academic mature responsibilities that you had as well there's a time that you reach where you actually have to properly grow up a bit mm-hmm. and something that i've been putting off and 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 the have to is of course because you want to yeah. it, it's not because there's some some accepted social norm or so because it's because you actually you don't want that anymore exactly but it's it's the thing of you know your aspirations is what you want yeah so it's rethinking that and realizing that okay for the past few years of my life i've been like okay i want this i want to have fun mm-hmm. but my definition of fun is a definition which actually leads to me not having fun and me yeah. sometimes being unhappy and feeling like i can't actually enjoy this fun because i feel like i haven't earned it. Yeah. So, so yeah. maybe maybe you had real fun in the past uh, doing that but not anymore. So you change your aspirations again because you you change as well. So and also here it's like we have like the beliefs we have aspirations that were true in the past. So when you were a kid, you wanted to be a pilot or a fireman or whatever. Probably not a spaceman or a spaceman or a father or a mm-hmm. mother. Uh, maybe not anymore. Dustbin man, whatever. <laughs> and the same, we also have aspirations that are sort of common and shared in society. There's like every there's all kind of shared aspirations that we're supposed to be successful, have a great career, to grow old and healthy, to have a big house, uh, to have the biggest car, to travel. Uh, and so on. So there are all kind of almost aspirations you're expected to have. You even aspire to have aspirations. That that, that one too. So we, we are supposed to have a bucket list, which is we're supposed to have all kind of aspirations that are far beyond the normal things we are doing. Mm. But what if you have not? That's perfectly okay too. And so this is supposed to help you challenge whether the things you think you want, whether you really want them. And with really, I don't mean really with in, in caps, but just check whether it's your aspirations or you just have them because everyone else has them. I think it's also the the scale of the aspirations as well, because you can have so many aspirations that it gets overwhelming. And it's good to be yeah. driven and, uh, you know, to be sure of what you want in life. But when it gets to a stage where you start thinking, OK, I have all these aspirations in my relationships, in my career, in my health in places I want to do, holidays I want to take, just, you know, people I want to meet. When you have all of that and it constantly feels like you know, you're not happy in any one of those yeah. areas. Yeah, because you have you haven't reached them. 
Yeah, because especially yeah. the comparative world we live in, you tend to think, okay, I'll be happy in, in two years. I'll be happy in a year once I've changed some things and I've done some things and blah, blah, blah. But I think you need to actually be happy in at least half of those different areas of your life. Otherwise, it's just overwhelming yeah. and you feel like none of those areas you're actually fulfilled or you're enough. Yeah, and if you only pay attention to those aspirations, you always focus on the things you have not. Yeah. You don't have or you, you, you was, don't have them yet. That was a line here I really yeah. liked. It was, um, um, what if you are happy with the way things are? When we focus on our aspirations, we focus on being something that we currently aren't. So we focus on what we are not. Yeah. Which is, that's that's a very good way of looking at it, I think. Yeah, which is why I suggest, and that's the next paragraph there, is to may also, instead, or maybe next to making a bucket list, also make a pocket list. Mm. Just look at all the things you already have in your pocket and try to, try to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one as well. I mean, that's also just um, gratitude right? or uh, gratefulness. Yeah. A lot of people do that before bed. They... Or, or just being satisfied. Yeah. If you want to make it a little bit smaller. Yeah, a good that... exercise is if you're ever feeling terrible or... You know, you feel like life isn't going the way you want it to. List off 10 things in life that you're extremely grateful for. Yeah. And nearly everybody has that, whether it be family yeah. or something about yourself or something that you've achieved or anything. It's just important to focus on the positive. I think that one is about focusing on positives rather than negatives. Yeah, and the, thing, and the things you already have rather yeah. than the things you would aspire to have. And it's not to say that you shouldn't be striving for something in life. No, no, no. no. But just keep that within reason. And keep that in check with also gratitude and happiness exactly. about other things in life. Yes. And on to the next one, which is question your habits. And this is another interesting one for me, and I think relates back to the previous two headings quite nicely. In that you can't really have healthy aspirations without healthy habits as well. No, because that, that creates a constant gap between what you're doing what you're actually doing and your actual health and the yeah. things you want so that creates constant dissatisfaction so actually these first three so challenge your beliefs rethink your aspirations question your habits they are variations of the same theme mm. so the first is look at the beliefs you have the second is what what do you want so what are your aspirations and the third one question your habit is what you're doing yeah uh, and also there we are creatures of habit so all of those all of us have many habits uh, and here, again, they might be habits that were useful in the past. They might be habits that are useful for other people, but maybe they're not for you and maybe they're not useful anymore. Mm. So analyze those habits. Look at what you're doing. That might be how you get up, when you get up, how you travel, uh, how you do your work, when you do your work, with whom you work, uh, and so on. Just everything you do during the day, during the week, during the month. Every now and then have a critical look at, okay, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing it in this way? And is this actually the way I would like to do it? Yeah. And I think it's as well that a lot of people, when they want to, you know, change things about themselves, they say, oh, okay, well, I want to, to cultivate some habits mm -hmm. as if they don't already have habits. So it's something that they're trying to attain when actually everyone has habits. Sure. It's just whether or not they are healthy and they're making you happy. And I've started to realize recently the habits that I have, you know, when on my phone too much, waking up too late, they're actually having a bit of a negative impact. And it's not that I need to, you know, find habits. I just need no. to change my current ones and realize that everything in life is is a decision. So you think I think people tend to think, OK, well, 
I need to do this and do that. But actually, a lot of the time, it's, it's I need to just not do this and mm. not do that. Or, or, or do it differently. And break habits yeah. rather than, I think, conceptualizing it in that anti way of, I'm just not going to do this thing. So like lying in bed, for example, is something which causes people a lot of depression mm-hmm. and anxiety, and it causes them not to achieve the things they want to achieve and make the most of their time. And people view laying in bed as the default, mm-hmm. as this is just easy, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. When actually laying in bed is just as much of a decision sure. as getting out of bed. When people already know that getting out of bed and going and starting your day is going to make you feel good. And laying in bed probably going to make you feel bad unless, you know, you've been working the past seven days in a row and you need to lie in bed. But yeah. Yeah, so the, these, this, this step, detoxing yourself as well as some of the others, is really an exercise in... in um, behaving much more aware, so being much more aware of what you're doing, what you're thinking, believing, what you're aspiring, and when you are aware of that, uh, then you can decide to uh, to change that. And the habits is of course an important one too. If you look at the whole book, because actually all of the steps uh, refer to habits, yeah. and it the whole program, the whole journey is about changing your habits. Uh, if you look at calming down, it's about you changing your habits with your information taken. If you look at uh, taking responsibility, it's your habit to complain or to blame others. So in that sense, the uh, questioning your habits is important for the um, for the entire uh, process too. You said here as well that um, I liked how you gave a kind of specific nailed down time frame for changing habits because it's often a quite an abstract thing of... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna you know get good at this, or I'm gonna get good at studying, or going to the gym, and that's just gonna be some like vague point in the future where that thing is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And here you've actually said for me a good six weeks seems to be the amount of time it takes to make a change. Which really, is not that much. No, and and there's different views of what I mentioned as well. Is that some say it's 66 days, others say it's 21 days plus 90 days of this, but that's sort of an indication. Uh, so it's not two days, it's not a year. Uh, maybe six weeks, maybe two months. That's not too much. Yeah. Uh, and if you consistently so try to change the, the things Especially you're doing. Especially when you think about the amount of time you might have put in over the past years yeah. into tacitly trying to change that habit and all of the stress it causes yeah. you and the lack of self-confidence that it does when you've been trying, oh, I've been trying for three years to go yeah. to the gym regularly. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with me, you know? Yeah, so actually just nailing it down and being like, no, you know, enough's enough. I'm actually going to make a change. I yeah. Think it, can, it seems like it can be quite freeing. Yeah. And also, you said here as well that a lot of the time people, especially with regards to making changes in your social life mm-hmm. and maybe deciding to socialize less in favor of dedicating more time to your personal projects or things that are going to help you specifically in the long term. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people avoid that because they worry about, oh, I don't want to displease this person. I don't want to, you know, hurt my friends or be abandoned. And you said at the end here, and if people would really rebuff you because you don't eat cake or drink a beer with them on particular dates, they might not be worth visiting in the first place. So again, that's about reconsidering the people you surround yourself with in terms of habits. And on to the next one, which is filtering your words. 
And this one is all, uh, it seemed a bit like the one in chapter two about stop uh, blabbering. Mm-hmm. Um, but more in the sense of don't have opinions on things unless you actually feel strongly about them. Yeah, opinions and, and whether you actually have to say stuff about something. And so the, the one, uh, stop babbling, which was remedy 1.3, so in step one, was a very crude measure. So the idea was that in in that phase of the journey, you're still pretty much bananas and stressed out. So then you can't really reflectively think about the things you're saying. So just crude measure, talk less. And also uh, more more of um cut down on small talk. And yes. Just don't don't just say things for the sake of saying. This is more about don't just have an opinion for the sake of having an opinion. Yeah. Or or yeah, it's it's about talking less bullshit. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the bottom line. Because we we do talk a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, because we oh, oh want. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a lot of words for that too. So mumbo jumbo bullshit, whatever. Uh... You know, mumbo jumbo <laughs> was actually um, a pagan god in Nigeria, who would come out and eat children if they <laughs> if they misbehaved or told lies. So that's why a lie is mumbo jumbo. Yeah. So and and this is this is. It's part of detoxing because it look, again be aware of the things you're saying and whether you actually want to say them, because th- sometimes we just contribute to a conversation because we want to say something. Yeah. Um, and whatever we say, we might not even believe it. We might not find it relevant, but we just keep on talking, uh, and that creates noise. Um, that creates. Uh, so that's why we have to um, to detox that, and that also helps you. That helps yourself, of course. But it also helps others, because if you talk less bullshit and may- maybe wait and are a bit more silent in a conversation, you create less noise for others too. Mm. It allows you to actually think about things and yeah, and listen. Yeah, listen, and then you find that when you do have something to say, it'll be very genuine, and it won't come from a place yeah. of necessity, but rather an actual thoughtful comment on yeah. what they've just said. And I focus specifically on opinions because. I think we are supposed to have opinions about everything uh, and preferably even strong opinions because if you don't have an opinion, I don't know, you don't count. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's why I think you have to look at whenever you express an opinion, think about it. Is that really something you, um, you're convinced of? Do you really have this strong opinion? And if not, maybe don't, mm. just don't say it. I like some of the quick sentence sound bites to come out of this. There's one I've highlighted here, which just says, you don't really have an opinion. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, I think it's, which is by the way, not a general remark yeah, 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 that people just... don't have an opinion. <laughs> Take away from this. Don't, you don't really think anything, mate, but yes, yeah, it's, it's also about just realizing that in our world today and all of the information that we constantly get fed, it's so easy to just, think that we need that and we kind of look at people for inspiration who do have opinions and Mm -hmm. act on their opinions and everything has a stance nowadays yeah you have to be for something or against something indeed it's like black and and white or you have to love it or hate it and you also get judged for not having an opinion yeah so that's that's why why i mentioned here for instance sushi yeah that was this sort of you're supposed to love it or hate it so if you just find it okay it's like you don't you don't belong in one of the camps but probably I think many people just find it okay. So yeah, it's it's food. It tastes like fish. Mm. Uh, I like it, but it's not the best thing in the world. Uh, and that's what going bananas is about as well. It's it's going extremely 
being extremely excited about stuff. Mm. So either on the negative or on the positive side. So that's filtering your uh, your words. And to the next one, which is all about changing your yardsticks. And by yardsticks, you mean things that we measure ourselves by. Yeah. So the people or the yeah, the um, criteria we compare ourselves against, mm. um, which is another source of bananas. Uh, and also here you have to detox and challenge. Is the stuff, are the people with whom I'm comparing myself, are those really the people I want to compare myself to? And also on the criteria that I'm uh, comparing myself to. And one of the most, one of the worst yardsticks is perfection. Mm. So everything should be perfect. Uh, I'm good at that too. So I, I have in many cases perfection as a yardstick too, but that's, by default, by definition, that's that's frustrating. And it's also a ridiculous um, yardstick because it's your definition of perfection, which is a completely subjective view on what perfection is. You have that with perfection. Cause I, I never feel like I have that with perfection, but more just being above average. Everyone has their own, yeah. uh, I think. And, and their own definition of what average is. Yeah. And- yeah, and, and for me, it, it's, it could be like, okay, for, for this book, everyone has to like it. So if there would be one uh, non-five-star review, that's a problem, which, mm. of course, is a ridiculous yardstick. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Uh, I know that, but nevertheless, it's sort of the yardstick I, I put on myself, mm. which is a perfect source of bananas because it's impossible to achieve. And even if you achieve it, you find other ways of, arguing it's still not perfect that's what perfectionists uh do so it's perfection it's maybe your family it's friends it's Mm. famous people i think they're also a pretty terrible yardstick as we mentioned earlier we discussed earlier um in the remedy enjoy your averageness you're average they are average for most of what they're doing so Mm. comparing yourself to them it's yeah it's a hopeless comparison so don't and how would you say that we can um, practically avoid that? Any kind of tips you can give for rationalizing the change in yardstick? Yeah, I, I would like, like with the the, the previous ones, uh, look at the let's say the suspicious ones, which are the the yardsticks about perfection being better than everyone else, uh, and the yardsticks that you derive from let's say family and friends and what they uh, would expect from you. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, are those my yardsticks? And then look, okay, what do you want? What is important to you? Um, yeah, so it's, it's again awareness and, and reflecting on the wrong and too high uh, yardsticks you have created for yourself. Mm. Indeed. I think we could all do with a bit of perspective on that and realizing that it doesn't matter if we're not perfect. So why worry about it? But in conclusion, that has been step six, detox yourself of no more bananas. 6.1, challenging your beliefs. 6.2, rethinking your aspirations. 6.3, questioning your habits. Those three are quite similar things of just kind of taking a very critical analysis of how you live your life, how you want to live your life, how you think that you and other people should live your life and realizing that none of those things are set in stone. You can live your life however you want to live it. You can believe whatever you want to believe and you can be whatever you want to be. And yeah, 
and then going on to filtering your words, which is thinking about your opinions and the fact that you don't have to have opinions on anything. That's just society. I think what I got from this chapter is really, you know, question everything. Question, question yourself. society because nothing that you think is actually directly from you. There might no, it's not that there's nothing that directly from I'm you, but di- it's di- directly. You know, there's some things that you get which are set there yeah. by society, and then you realize, okay, I like this. This makes me happy. But then there's a lot of things which are there which make you unhappy. And yeah. You should try your best to remove those. Yeah. Select those that help you. Yeah. Uh, rather than stick to all the ones that you have absorbed. Finally, yeah. Okay. Well, that has been chapter seven. Oh, no, sorry. Step six, detox yourself.